Welcome to the Go With Your Gut podcast, a podcast to help you manage your mindset. Because if you don't manage your mind, it'll control you. With speaker, writer, and creator, Lauren Dreyer. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Go With Your Gut podcast. I have such a fun guest today, and I am so excited that she took some time and gets to join us. And I am going to let her introduce herself because I bet she can do it the best. We have Ms. Mary Hines on with us today. Thanks for being with us. Lauren, thank you so much for having me. When you asked me to be on uh, this podcast, The Go With Your Gut, I (laughs) sent you a message and I was like, girl, I live by my gut. (laughs) So yes, thank you so much. I am a professional improviser and comedian. I uh, teach improvisation and acting, and I am also a stage manager and virtual stage manager. I pioneered that virtual stage manager position during the pandemic, and now I'm highly in demand for those skills so we can do production from anywhere as we're doing it right now. Uh, I'm also a working actor, and I also have a pet sitting business. So the also's go on, but we don't have enough time for all of the things that I do. (laughs) That's the that's it. That's my jam. All of the things, and I was excited when you said yes to being a guest because you have such being being in your industry. You have such a different and great perspective of what it truly means to go with your gut because not only not only did you have to kind of throw caution to the wind and truly listen to who you were and what you wanted but that was like if if you're if I'm thinking about what I think you're going to talk about it was um a change in every way possible mhm Absolutely. Uh, you're so right. I think being an actor, especially the the niche that has called to me is character acting and comedy and improvisation. I'm on my way to having my own uh, Parks and Recreation or The Office or The Good Place or 30 Rock, right? I I see that vision so strongly for myself. And it's about putting yourself in the right place where those kind of shows are being produced. Uh, So it really is a chess game of what do I need to do to put myself in the best place possible to be available for this when the stars align and the time is right. So one of the big things that I wanted to talk about is you you made a physical location move and i don't know if you can get any bigger than that so tell me about that moment yes gladly and you know what lauren uh and everyone who's listening this would have been the third time that i've done this move so once i graduated from college i i saved uh $2000 and me and two suitcases went to Brooklyn and I lived with some actor friends above a nail salon in Bed-Stuy. And my thought there, as I was 
you know, mapping this out because I don't just leap, right? I don't always just go from my gut. I do have a strong set of molten core values that drive my choices. And it occurred to me that it's never going to happen unless I put myself in a position for it to happen. So that means like you say, you and I both love uh, in improvisation. We say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yep. So I did that in New York and I lived in New York for eight years had a great career there. Everything was going well, but my ROI on my hustle wasn't equivocating. I couldn't get an agent. Like there were certain, I hit a ceiling and then I was like, okay, well, it's either Chicago or LA. And I had mentors telling me go to Chicago. I had mentors telling me go to LA. And honestly, what made the decision for me was, well, I still want to live in a pedestrian city. I like eating food. I don't tan well. I don't really want to live in a car. So I'd not live like in a car as in like, uh, you know, that being my home, but live driving in a car. Yeah. So I did Chicago first and I did Chicago for seven years, had amazing success there, big career gains. And then the same thing happened. I kind of hit a ceiling of like, well, what I want is not being produced out here. So I thankfully had some years under my belt and more experience. And so I did the uh, money saved two suitcases move out to LA with some virtual work and a little bit more of a network. Um, Because the goal has always been to work between New York, Chicago and LA. That always has been the dream. And if you're gonna make that possible, you have to do it. You actually have to take the leap and go. So I've been in LA for a year and I was just talking with a friend last night. That's like, I'm so proud of you. I I couldn't do it. And I said, I'm learning by fire. I'm learning by living it. Like each, each city, each city, New York, Chicago, and LA, anyone who's lived and worked there will tell you they have their own pulse. They have their own energy. They're each their own individual lover. They're each, I think of them like I'm dating the city and it takes time to get to know someone, right? At first you're like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty and you're so nice. And then you see, you know, you spend some more time with them and you're like, oh, you fart in your sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Or some comparable. (laughs) That I, I love, I love where you went with that because I am like, that's such a, all of those are huge moves. And a lot of times people are not willing to do trial by fire. And of course there's like trial by fire of like, okay, I'm going to learn the new skill or try the new product and, you know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But I mean, you did it with locations and obviously there are probably things that you love and don't so much about each location, but it was a, I got to figure it out because you got there, you kind of did what you needed to do. You kind of built what you were going there to build. And then again, you got to the point of, okay, again, this is now not working. It worked beautifully when I got here and it did what I wanted it to do. Now it's time for something different. And I laugh because I was talking about that um, yesterday on my uh, Thursday Thrive video, and you just demonstrated that so beautifully. So 
each time that happens, how do you work through that mentally? Because people tend to beat themselves up a lot when, I mean, myself included, let's not kid mm -hmm. ourselves, but how do you work through that mentally? Because honestly, I think that's the biggest battle anybody has. Sure. Absolutely. Um, how do I work through that mentally? Well, really what I have done, I've done a lot of spiritual work for me. It's a very spiritual practice, um, for really distilling and understanding the deepest root of what brings me joy. Yeah. So you're going to have to work in so many different aspects, doing so many different things. And my parents always instilled in my sister and I do what you love and the money will come. Because if you're doing something you're not happy in and you're walking around a vapid shell of yourself, where is where is the, the molten core of your fire to keep you burning when you're your most sad, uh, tired and distressed? So yep. for me, it, it's about like exfoliating away any of the superfluous ish and knowing who is Mary Hines? What, who am I? What brings me joy? What motivates me? So then I can carry myself anywhere because I know who I am and I know what my values are and I know where my power is. Yeah. So it's that. And it's also living by improvisation. One of the core tenets of it is yes and. And it's a big buzzword, you know, yep. they're like, what's yes and? And the way that I live by it and teach it is yes is the acceptance part. I don't need to like what's happening. Like, you know, I came out here and, and SAG and the writers went on strike, which was absolutely necessary. And we're on the precipice of the second city going on strike. And I personally cannot handle another financial hit. Like, holy schmackerel, the things I can do with ramen. I'm so good at making yummy uh, budget foods. But I say all that to say, I don't need to like any of those things. However, I must accept that it is the given reality and move forward. Yes. Bring a book, not a cathedral. Because if you're not building on a foundation of authenticity, vulnerability, and honesty, yeah, you might get a couple levels up. And then as you keep growing, it's going to collapse because yeah. you're not building on the facts. Yeah. And so living by that yes and lifestyle. Yeah. And I, I think that demonstrates beautifully that you can. Going with your gut is obviously, I would say, super important, but it's not to say that it, there doesn't need to be a sense of reality with that. Because some people would sure. look at me and say, okay, cool, Lauren, that's a, that's a really nice, like, woo-woo thing to do. And I'd say, well, yes, you're right, but it doesn't come without the gut checks, the reality checks, the... Sure. You got to be real with yourself on where you are, what's going on. And even if you do choose to um, not necessarily act on or react to the things that are going on and the things that people say around you, they are still a factor in what impacts you and influences you. So it is still a very big reality that I don't care where you are or what you're doing, they impact you. Sure. Like 
all like even moving or strikes yeah, they're or, big things yeah everything big things. changes around you. Mm -hmm. you like you still have to take <clears throat> all of the um logistics and logical things into consideration but that is just part of the I have all the facts what I do with all of them may not right. be logical to everybody but I am making a highly informed decision and Piggyback yeah. off of that before yeah. I forget, that's a really great point. Also, I'm loving this conversation. I hope everyone else is getting nutrient rich value out of it too. I also think in terms of an actor and I really like, it is my lifestyle in every way. Yeah. I've fully embraced it. So I think when someone says something, I breathe in, I physically breathe in what they're saying. I react internally. So I breathe it in, I let it swirl in my brain. So react internally and then respond with a nutrient rich offer. Yeah. So you do receive the stimuli and the things going around you, yeah. you react internally, and then you respond in that yes, and how can I move this forward kind of yes. way? Yes. So you're not, I, I hear it, you're not just like floating like free and easy, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like hyper dipper fabulous, like you still are connected. And Lauren, yeah. something I love with what you're doing and with the theme of this podcast, as I was listening to some of your other amazing guests, is it really is about your gut. It's about a visceral, physical, kinesthetic response. So yep. I invite everyone to pay attention to your body. Yep. Where do you, when you're about to say something or do something or go into a place, what is happening in your body? Just take a lean back, like a physical lean back and a scan and like, where am I feeling tense? Like, is this something that is lifting me up or pushing me down. And if you've ever ridden, ridden a horse, it's kind of like those gentle guiding nudges, like your body is giving you those. So yeah. it's about listening to those small invitations along the way. Yep. And that that's a fantastic point because um, I, I talk a lot about knowing your body's baseline, knowing what is um, kind of every day and depending on uh, your stress level and everything else, but understanding how your body reacts, whether it's uh, tensing up, whether it's shutting down, whatever it is, um, whether it's getting super hyper and emotional or angry. All of those things are very much bodily responses. They're, they're beautiful gifts. And yeah, they give you inventory. Whether they are good or bad, they are how your body responds. Mm -hmm. And those are all extremely important. And that leads perfectly into what I wanted to ask next is the other, another response that I am working on changing the stigma on this. Mm -hmm. and that Let's is, do it. Let's go. Well, and you already said it a little bit, and I loved it. Was yes. fear? Fear is another response of whatever you're doing, and it is your reptilian brain saying, you know, stop, halt. This could be bad. This is here's all the ways this could go. This could hurt you. Whatever, whatever that looks like, it may not work out. And that little 
all the little things that reptilian brain likes to tell us. We love our lizard brain, but also shush, baby. Right. Eat your snacks. Go take a nap. <laughs> we don't need you right now, honey. Have your goldfish and take a nap. Thank right. you. <laughs> and so, so you said earlier it was. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And that's exactly what I say is in different words, be afraid and do it anyway. So because, fear is a beautiful, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go, go, go. I love that. But this is how we always talk anyway. I always say we talk like butterflies. We're like, and that's what, and also that's another great sign that you're in the right tribe of people. Yeah. If you excite, inspire, and invigorate each other, that's a big gold star. Heck yes. Yep. Uh, so Lauren, you've always, you've always, you always, I, heck yes, Lauren. I love it. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> fear is very powerful. I, I truly believe it is an open door. It is an mm -hmm. invitation. It is the evidence that you are at the precipice of your comfort zone. Yep. It is not easy to be there. Uh, I, I can speak, you know, from personal experience, I've been in LA for a year and I feel like I've been at that. I am at the very leading edge of the leading edge. I'm, uh, if you've ever been to the cliffs of Moher in Ireland, they say that if you go too close to the edge, the wind will pull you down. So it is physically and emotionally exhausting yeah. to put yourself at that leading edge. And sometimes you need to take a you need to take a lean back. You need to take a sit and a step back. Absolutely, that's totally wonderful. Um, Fear is an invitation for where you can grow. Yep. Uh, I can speak in terms of as I'm, as I was assessing my path to my sitcom and I, I look at it like a path and there are certain things that we are cognizant of that are weeds on the path and we get to make the choice, even though it might be a hard one to remove them. And for me, that was my sobriety journey that I began seven months ago. It was very scary for me to remove that pacifier of at the end of a day, oh, you did so good, have a glass of wine. Yeah. Um, and because things were stressful, that glass would become three faster than I knew it. Yep. So fear is about addressing the impasse. It's about seeing the thing that needs to change and doing something about it. Yep. And it's the most brave, wonderful thing you can do. And I also think it's absolutely necessary because it's very thrilling to be living in purpose, on purpose, and leaping into the unknown. Like yeah. for example, Lauren and I met at uh, Charlie Matthews Empowering Women in Industry Summit in Chicago. And that was probably the biggest hosting event that I've done. And I absolutely loved it. And I definitely had anxiety and fear around it because I was like, well, which version of Mary am I supposed to be? And Charlie Matthews, bless her heart. She said, honey, you just get up there and you be you. Don't worry yep. about anything else. Yep. And, and the feedback that I've gotten from people, uh, how empowering it was to see me up there in all of my six feet glory and my hot pink high-waisted pants, uh, you know, just thriving and making jokes and engaging with people. It, when you feel the fear and do it anyway, people see it and it's sparkly and it's shiny and it gives people permission to do the same thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ten four, good buddy. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not easy, but you're not doing it alone. And no one said you ever had to. 
Well, and let me piggyback off because piggyback. you say it's not easy. I would say it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's because, scary. It is. Because yes. Honestly, like I, I have a running joke with so many people that I talk to that I talk about so much of growing through the fear and it, I am, I really am. I am working on making fear a good thing. Fear is a friend. Because fear means you're, you're doing it. You're moving forward. You are continuing mm. to step out of your comfort zone. And granted, if you're about to do something that you're terrified of, and that means like something that could actually kill you, that's different. Mm-hmm. I've I've jumped out of the plane. I know that feeling too. They're different. But they're different levels. Yeah, it, different levels. <laughs> but there is a piece of fear that anytime you are getting ready to do something that you don't know what's going to happen, or mm-hmm. honestly, a big one for me has been something that is going to dig up old trauma, old wounds, old mm-hmm. fears that you have not gotten resolved yet. And that might almost be the worst, honestly, because your body remembers that. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden your brain's like, no, 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 we've tried that before. No, 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 don't do it. And that's what I love so much about what you have done is because moving from city to city and mm-hmm. saying, let's do this a different way. Let's do this somewhere else. It's been, it's been just that. I love that. Thank you. And I'm proud of you too. I see you doing the adjacent work, right? I always say we are reflections of each other. We are the company that we keep. We attract mirror, we attract mirrors of ourselves and a a thought on the fear piece for you and for everyone listening. uh, This was my thought like, okay, great. I'm going to make this leap out across the country, away from my family, away from the community that I've worked hard to establish in Chicago and New York. I'm going to make this leap out there. And worst case scenario is if it doesn't work out how I want it to, I can always move back to Chicago. I can move back to New York because along the way of living on the leading edge, I am amassing amazing skills of very high value. So as I'm doing my acting thing, I'm an amazing stage manager. I'm an awesome MC. Hire me for all your corporate events, plug, plug, plug. Uh, And so these are things that I've picked up along the way, skills that I would not know that I have and that uh, I can apply if I had not gone on this hero's journey, right? And so the worst, you know, try it. And then it's funny because I've been living by that philosophy since I graduated from college. And here I am, eight, nine, like 16 or so years, yeah, 16 or so years down the road. And I've just been living by that, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can fall back on professional stage management. Yeah. Like, you know, you kind of like, you give yourself a net, like you're not up there, you know, flying around the trapeze without a net. You have a net, but you never know how high you can go until you try. (laughs) And, you know, I I think it's a great point because we're always, so many people are just so scared to try, whether it's small or big. And I, I love this meme that is saying you'll never make it to whatever number of this if you don't do the first one. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. You'll never make it if you don't just start. And it 
it's also a be willing to be bad at it. And that doesn't even necessarily mean the yeah. skill itself, because even if you keep moving, you're already fantastic at all those things. Right. Yeah. But it could also be, be willing to maybe be bad at a, whatever you're trying, or maybe even be bad at, I don't know, the moving it you can do in different aspects, yeah. but you learn along the way you figure it out knowing that you, you do have that fallback that you can go to, but I would rather have that fallback than not take the risk. I didn't even give it a whirl. I see it all the time in my improv and acting classes. And uh, again, I didn't plan to be a teacher, but teaching it's about addressing the gifts that show up to you. Yep. Uh, It's about, receiving it now I mean like great like I'm acknowledging that there's something here and I see it all the time in my students um in improvisation they're scared they're nervous nobody wants to be wrong nobody wants to be too big too much not enough and I honestly really love that and I do my best as a coach and a facilitator to establish a safe space to take risks yeah um and it's something I'm applying personally because I have my solo show that I've been working on for years called Hindsight. And, you know, as I have all these big auditions where it's, it's funny, my league has gotten so much bigger. Now my nose are feature films, like really like big, big things. Yeah. So as I'm looking at that, even now, I'm like, okay. I didn't get cast in that thing I know that I was perfect for because the casting director wanted someone who doesn't look like me. Okay. I really, I have these like come to Jesus uh, hearth fire talks to myself. I'm like, what is the next right thing? Where, where do I have power? What can I do right now? And then like, Oh, you have that solo show that you've been waiting on. And then it's like, Oh my goodness, get that solo show up and put it at festivals. So even me, a a professional actor uh, is I have anxiety about my solo show because it's a new thing for me. Yeah. Um, It's also very thrilling and exciting. You know, it's, I think it's really important as you're living on the leading edge, doing these things. I love lists. I love lists. Write down, you know, if you're having a really difficult day, make a list of, of gratitude. What are things that brought you joy in that moment? So I feel like gratitude is the core. She's, she's the wind beneath your wings. That's going to keep you going through the scary times. Like even when I'm laying in bed, as soon as I wake up, I take an inventory of the things I can immediately feel with my five senses. A lot of the things are related to the body, right? Coming home into yourself. So I'll be laying in bed and I'm like, ah, I'm thankful for this pillow. And I open my eyes and I'm like, oh, I'm thankful for my cute little succulents. Look at you guys. Like, oh, I'm thankful for this breeze. Like, I'm thankful I got to sleep in half. An- so you it, you give yourself a, a bolster of gratitude, which helps you yep. get out on the field yep. with a little more ease. So I think it's a lot of like having those self-care practices established yep. to keep you strong when you're out in the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. And I I want to touch on something that you just said, because it is something that I have kind of, I'm working on getting better, but 
I think it's interesting and I'm, I've gotten much better about it as of lately is when you're kind of tumbling around some different projects and different things and all of a sudden something comes up in your mind and you're like, oh yeah, like um, your project that you want to take to festival. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, you don't have the idea completely drawn out how the logistics of getting it done. And I was talking to somebody one time because I was just finding myself stuck and I'm like, all right, somebody's got to kind of, you know, shake me up and mm-hmm. do something. Yeah. And they said, okay, you're a big, you're a big writer, get out a piece of paper and write down everything that you are visualizing about whatever's coming into your head. You want it to look like this. This is where you want it to be. This is how you want it to happen. And as you do that, it will help your brain sort of process through the logistics. And all of a sudden you enter that creative mode of this is how I think I can make this happen. This is how I can make this happen. Maybe this person could help me or, oh, I forgot about this person. And all of a sudden you have the juices flowing and it's like, oh, okay. I have, I have newfound momentum. So when those mm-hmm. things come up for you, for me, for whoever is listening, don't ignore that. Yeah. Because those come into your head at uh, quite opportune times. Yeah. The, and the universe doesn't like to wait. Like no. when you receive that endowment of inspiration, I always think, what is the next right thing I can yep. do? Yeah. What is the, a, a lot of it too is like setting time for yourself, holding yeah. yourself accountable to 10 minutes a day on this, 15 minutes a day on yeah. that. And another thing we say in improvisation is the process is the product. Um, I, I love how Second City does their review shows where a show never fully closes. It just goes into process. I love the okay. Canadian process and honoring my Canadian mentors. Um, it goes into process yeah. where it, a lot of the material is constantly in evolution. So I think when you can surrender your expectation for anything to ever be perfect, done and right, yep. it will free you up to play more because things yep. are done when you're dead and even then are they really done that's another that's another podcast right there yeah we're but i i say that all to say also congratulations on getting better at that yeah. uh, we're always in evolution yeah and uh and in terms of uh, a scene uh you don't want to know that when you start a scene in improvisation you don't know the end the only thing you know is yourself and your scene partner. And it's my job. I also, I love improvisation in this way. And I, you know, encourage everyone to apply it into life because I feel like this is a theme here. So Lauren and I are in a scene right now. And it is my job to make Lauren look good. And it is Lauren's job to make me look good. So if we are consistently leaning into each other, I'm in my hands, I'm making that triangle shape then we have a strong foundation underneath. We have the triangle because I'm leaning into Lauren, Lauren's leaning into me when we are building together. So it's just one discovery, one offer at a time. And I feel like if you break any project or anything down in those tapas bites, it's much easier 
it to is. work on something when you're like, it's just one little bite at a time. Don't yeah. stuff that whole turkey in your face. You're going to choke. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I think that's a, a great spot to wrap up with because a lot of times we have these huge, big things that we want to accomplish. And that used to put me into freeze mode. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. How can you accomplish yeah. that? It's huge. Right. Yeah. I'm like, uh, nah, I don't know. And some, and I will say, even when it, you do do the whole bite-sized chunks things, sometimes some of the chunks fall off the table and sometimes you got to put new ones on there. I know that sometimes ones. the chunks fall off the table. You're absolutely right. And you're like, but, oh, <laughs> I love this analogy. Things happen so much. Things happen. And like, All the what time. do I do? Where did that go? Okay, well, that one, that one's gone. It didn't work. What else can I, what other little thing can I make work here? And it is a, it's a work in progress, truly. And I, I think it, it, in, the, in the chunks falling off of bites <laughs> analogy, it's also a surrender. It's yep. kindness. It's forgiveness. Uh, there's a wonderful poem that I've gained inspiration from my whole life from Max Ehrman. It's called Desiderata. And uh, there's a line in there that I love. Beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. I like that. Uh, another fun thing I like, because I, I started the Hollywood Pet Whisperer during the strikes because I was, yeah. like, I was like, oh, goodness. I was like, how can I make money immediately? What brings me joy? And yeah. I was like, animals. I love animals. I'm good at animals. So I got on Rover and then and then now I'm highly in demand in that because I followed my bliss and followed my joy. Yeah. So I think it's about knowing the things that make you happy and that fuel your fire. Yeah. And add logs to that. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. And so, forgive, be kind to yourself along the way. Yeah, Except yeah, that's, you can. <laughs> we tend to be our own worst critics, so that is a that's a hard one to not necessarily wrap your head around, but a hard one to uh, actually put into action. Yeah, but. Yeah, you're never alone. You have a tribe yeah. of beautiful people. Like I've reached out to what I love about the, you know, empowering women family is yeah. I've reached out to you a couple times being like, Lauren, I feel like a big old poop. Yeah. And you're like, and then you lead, you reach out to the people who love you when you're feeling your lowest and saddest so that they can remind you of who you are. On point. On point. Period. So find your, find your people that love and celebrate your people. And, and, you know, sometimes you're, you're climbing up the mountain and sometimes you're under an avalanche, but just make sure you have a team up the mountain. Hey, you, if you're under an avalanche, find the tribe, reach a hand up and somebody will pull you up. <laughs> so, or maybe it'll be a dog. Hopefully there it'll be go. a dog. <laughs> a little doggo will find you. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, everybody, I appreciate you listening so much. And Mary, I appreciate you coming and hang out with me today. It was great Yay. to see you. And everybody, you, I mean, Mary and I are very different, very different industries. Yeah. And she and I decently think the same way. And so always trust your gut, even when it needs a decent amount of logic. Go with that gut and then keep keep going don't keep going. stop take a nap have a snack and keep going take a nap have a snack and keep going I like <laughs>